Hi, and welcome to the Hollywood Dreammaker Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gallo. I'm a 35-year veteran actor. I'm the kid who came out to Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket when I was 18. Didn't know a soul out here, and I've been living my dream ever since. I've had an amazing career. I've been an Academy Award-winning film, blockbuster film, hit TV series. You name it, I've done it, and I got the IMDB credits to prove it. Six years ago, I opened up my own school, the Manhattan Actor Studio, where I found my true passion. That's teaching the craft of acting, but not only teaching the craft of being the guy. Success leaves clues. I know how to make dreams a reality. I did it for myself, and I do it on a daily basis for my students. And I can help you achieve yours. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Hollywood Dreammaker. I am super excited to have a man who is one of the most sought-after ultimate performance specialists in the industry. He's worked with Academy Award-winning actors. He's a best-selling author. He holds a doctorate in neuropsychology. He's taught at UCLA for seven years. He's presented to well over 4 million people around the globe, helping them to live healthier, happier, wealthier, more productive lives. He owns and operates five different businesses. He's been a business partner with Tony Robbins for the past 25 years, sharing the stage with him around the world. I am honored and I welcome Joseph McClendon III. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. So we're recording this May 15th. We're like two months into this. <laughs> Let's craziness. just call it. Yeah. I, you know what I've been calling it, Billy? It's I call it. A pause in our momentum. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, it is, it is crazy, though. You know, I look at it as a gift. I truly feel like this is the fertilizer that we plant these seeds that are going to come to fruition. You know, this is the time to make all these beautiful things happen. I know for me, six years ago, when I was, I was going through a really tough time in my life, I was dealing with people lost my, I lost my 11 year niece to brain cancer. You know, my wife had a miscarriage. My wife got diagnosed with breast cancer. My dog got ran over by a car. I mean, you name it. It was, I was getting hit bombarded. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that crap, I planted the seeds of my school, the Manhattan Actors Studio. And a beautiful thing came out of it where yes. I get to touch people's lives on a daily basis. And I feel exactly the same way that this is the shit, the fertilizer that we are to plant seeds and amazing things are already coming out of it. I mean, look at I, this podcast is coming yeah. out of it. You know, <laughs> I planted a seed and you too. I mean, first off, I got to congratulate you for your podcast. You know, what is it called? It's the cure for the common life. That's correct. Yeah. That's an awesome title. And, you know, you. I've been listening and I'm a huge fan. I think you're dropping some serious gold. So you listeners out there, you want to get to a cure for the common life with Joseph McClendon III. It's an awesome podcast. Rate, subscribe. You want to be part of this, man. He's dropping some serious knowledge. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you. And, and you as well. You as I'm well. a big fan. First, you know, I want to give a shout out to Michelle Soro, because if it mm -hmm. wasn't for her, you know, well, first off, I was with her at Tony Robbins birthday party and I met you briefly. Yes. Uh -huh. And then um, I joined this podcast accelerator and there you were. And, we, <laughs> you know, we're in the class together and we created our podcast together. So I'm, I'm super, super honored that you would be on the show. You know, I first was introduced to you 
I think it was uh, March of last year. I did a UPW. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's Unleash the Power Within. If if you don't know, uh, it's a Tony Robbins event. And uh, my wife signed us up for it. And I had no idea what, what, <laughs> what she was getting me into. You know, I got to give a big shout out to my wife because, you know, she just knows what I need in my life. You know, she's the one that really? pushed me to the podcast accelerator and the live video mastery and all these things. And this is things I would never have signed myself up for. Right, right. And uh, I was at the event and, you know, it was expensive, you know, so we paid for Tony Robbins. And then when Tony Robbins got <laughs> off the stage and all of a sudden, here's this new guy on the stage and here you show up on the stage. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell is this guy? Who's Tony <laughs> Robbins. But I got to tell you, man, you rocked the stage, man. You were so amazing. You were dropping such amazing knowledge. Just it was transformational. Words Thank can't you, express really. how much I got from you being on that stage. Well, thank you, my friend. And I, and I have to be honest with you. It was all by design, meaning that, you know, I came to that stage and the stage that I do of my own events and things. I came to it quite by accident. I had no intention of being on stage and doing that. But um, the opportunity came up where, interesting enough, and you'll get this in being an actor, you got to pull it out. My friend um, Keith Cunningham calls it a rectal pull when you pull it out of your ass. <laughs> you know, I was called upon to do a seminar when Tony couldn't do it, a day of the seminar when Tony couldn't do it. And in those days, this is back in 94, in those days, a large seminar was a thousand people. And of course, now we're 15, 20,000 people. And the night before I went on stage, he called me up and said, look, you know, can you do tomorrow starting at eight o'clock in the morning? I said, it's midnight. And I said, I don't even know the material. And he said, well, you've seen it a bunch of times. We'll send over all the material, just get it together. And so I stepped up and I said, I'll do it. And I stayed up all night and studied and everything. And I was ready to go. You know, I'd be lying if I wasn't, if I didn't say I was, or wasn't petrified because I was, but because of my background and what I do, I was able to correct and, and master my own state. And I walked out on stage. I was absolutely certain. And it was in Australia and I walked out there and there were a thousand people doing exactly what you said, Billy. They were expecting Tony because he didn't tell him he wasn't going to be there. And so I showed up and I said, hello, everybody. My name is Joseph McClendon III, and I'll be your host today. And before I got all of that out of my mouth, people were yelling at me going, where's Tony? <laughs> and they, you know, and they were Australian, you know, great people. And they're going, you know, who are you, mate? <laughs> and they, they got up and they started walking out. And I don't mean one or two of them. I mean, by tens and twenties, getting up and leaving and just, you know, throwing their hands up and, you know, shooing me off and everything. And I'm going, well, you know what? And I'm, and then I did something that we call a pattern interrupt in neurolinguistics. And that is I, I interrupt their pattern. I said, Hey, wait a minute, stop, hold it. Stop right where you are. I said, I know what you're thinking. I said, you're judging me. You showed up here. You were expecting a six foot seven white guy. And now you got a five foot nine black guy and you're confused. And you're judging me. You're looking at me and you're thinking, look at him. He's amazing. Oh, my God. He's handsome. He's smart. I can't wait to hear this guy. And I got him laughing after I ended up their pattern. I said, so come on back. Sit down. You know, I know what you're feeling. I know how you're feeling and everything. And I feel the same way, too. And there's something you don't know. And that is the information that I got that Tony told me to give to you is going to change your life. So let's sit down and have a good time. And it was that moment that I realized, and I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing other than doing a pattern interrupt on him. What I realized is my goal in life, Billy, has always been to 
give the type of experience that somebody gave to me when I was in, at my worst. I was homeless. Somebody came into my life that I didn't know and gave me the experience of not just the knowledge of changing my own mindset and changing how I felt about myself and changing what was possible, but the experience of doing it. And so that has always been my outcome. I did it through writing books and, and you know, in the olden days, there was no podcast or anything. So I did a lot of television and a lot of, uh, a lot of writing and that kind of thing. But it was that moment I realized, well, this is a way that I can impact more people. And um, so obviously, like you said, I've, I've been on stage with Tony for a lot, but I also do my own seminars, my own workshops and things like that. And, and I have the opportunity now to do just that, to, to live my life's purpose. That's beautiful. Joseph, I, I got to ask you a question. So, you know, I got a couple of questions for you, but you said you were homeless. So how does a guy go from being homeless to, you know, having celebrities wanting to pay you $350,000 a year to, to be coached <laughs> by them? How do you go from that? How do you make that change, that shift? Well, it wasn't overnight, obviously. And I possess a set of skills that I teach. And um, I, uh, two in particular, really. One, one of them is, by profession, I'm a neuropsychologist. And I help people get over fears, phobias, emotional challenges, and things that hinder their lives, whatever it is. And I'm obviously very unorthodox in the way that I do it because I'm a neuropsychologist practicing. I'm a clinical neuropsychologist, which generally means we study, you know, to get our degree, to study clinical cases and, and in the clinic and in the small field. That doesn't necessarily mean that we, in general, go out to the large field. And so I stepped outside of that because I also am, I, I'm what to do what's something that's called neurolinguistics, which is the study of the nervous, the language of the nervous system and how it affects our behavior. And so I combined the two and I went out and I opened a practice in Los Angeles for many years, several years ago. It was right around the time I was teaching at UCLA. And I just literally put ads in the newspaper and said, whatever your fear is, whatever your challenge is, come in and my promise to you is, is that you're going to feel better about it in one session. And chances are, you're going to be able to move on with your life in one session. And that was a big promise. But I had a, I had a secret weapon. The secret weapon was a neuro. If you look at it, neuro is just your five senses. All five of our senses, they're all input senses. And so as a traditional therapist, I have one way of interacting with you. And that is my voice to your ears. And it's effective. It just takes a long time. And it's not as effective as if I have five ways of interacting in your life, because everybody functions differently. Some people are more auditory people. Some people are more visual people. Some people are, are more kinesthetic people. And if I can find what your combination is, and I can go in there and I can do things to, number one, have you experience the very thing that is causing your stoppage, whether it's stage fright, whether it is, you know, writer's block, whether it is procrastination, hesitation, have you experienced the very thing that, that is stopping you, then I can separate you from that emotion. And that gap in between is a vacuum that I can fill up with whatever you want me to fill it up. For example, if you come to me and you've got a fear of dogs, take a guess what's going to be in my office. <laughs> it's going to be a dog. And the reason being is because when you see that dog, and I don't tell you there's going to be a dog there. When you show up and you see that dog, you freak out. And that's exactly what I want you to experience so that I can step in in that moment and separate you from your fear. And then it leaves a gap. It leaves a vacuum. And in that moment, then I get to put whatever 
you've told me that you want in there, not what I want, but I can put whatever in there. And my promise is, and ironically, in Los Angeles, that was one of the, the number one and two therapies that I did in Los Angeles were fear of dogs and men afraid of women to approach women. And so I was very effective in being able to, my promise was at the end of this session, you're going to hold the puppy, you're going to hold the dog, and you're going to pet the dog, you're not going to be fearful. And so I took that across. Um, that is, I became very proficient in that. And that was great. And I love doing it. It's just time consuming and it's one-on-one. And I, my quest, you know, I didn't, I didn't say this, Billy, but when I was homeless, the person that, that helped me, they helped me just by giving me a book. And the book was Think and Grow Rich. I read the book, did the exercises, my life changed. And when I went back to him and I said, you know, how do I repay you? What he said to me was, you do the same thing that I've done for you for as many people as you possibly can. And I took that to heart. And that's why I do what I do. And so one-on-one was great, but I decided that I wanted to go bigger. And that's when I, I you know, wrote some books, my first book. And then I had that experience that I told you about being on stage. And I realized, well, wait a minute, this is my opportunity to craft what I have to say into, let's just say, actionable steps through an experience. And you, you know, you've been to like a UPW and stuff. It's not just sit there and listen to Joseph talk. You know, you're going to do something and you're going to produce a result. And it's not going to be something that I do to you. It's going to be something that I teach you. You're going to do it. You're going to get the result. And then you have the tool for the rest of your life. So the first skill set that I have is, is helping people, you know, change their lives, change their emotions, change their, their mindset, change their self-esteem, all those things, their fears and all those things. But the second skill that I have is teaching people to do it for themselves. You know give a man a fish, you know, you teach him to kill a horse without leading him to water, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. So yeah. the, uh, you said when, you know, you had to step on that stage in front of all those people and you were petrified and you changed your state, you know, what advice would you give to actors? Because, you know, they deal with that all the time. They have yes. to go into that auditioning room. They have to be in there. So mm-hmm. what advice would you give to change Pre- their state? Preparation is key. Preparation. In other words, never walk into an audition on a stage anywhere without mental and emotional preparation. And what that means is quelling that demon that's in your head that is making you afraid. That's going, what if I lose? What if I'm not good enough? What if this person before me is better looking or better, whatever? Instead, if you do the work ahead of time, interrupting your pattern and planting within your mind and planting within your soul, at the risk of sounding too dramatic, planting within your soul that you are the best person for the job right now. You know, I'll give you an example. Before I walk on on any stage, including that time, I have a conversation with myself, you know, hours before I go on stage. And I say to myself, I now command my unconscious mind to give me the power, the wit, the strength, the recall, the love, the tenacity, the passion, the humor, the love, the compassion, everything that I need to give these people 10,000 times more than they came for. So that when they leave, They're not just leaving with a great experience, but they leave with a tool and something that's going to change their lives forever. And I say that and many other things to myself over and over again, because the trick is whatever you're saying to yourself that makes you afraid, that's not the first time you said it to yourself. And the reason it is bothering you or anybody that's doing that is because they believe it. And the only reason they believe it is because of repetition. The brain and the body cannot resist repetition. So as long as that works, start telling it all the good stuff. Start telling it, you know, how amazing you are. And most of us forget that as an actor, as a performer, as any kind of entertainer, 
you're on that stage, not them. And the, even when you're sitting in front of a group of people that are judging you, you know, and, uh, you know, saying if you're the right person for that part, you're the one on the stage, not them. You're the star. And so as long as you have that conversation with yourself enough times with reward, and that is the key, because you can say something to yourself over and over again, and you'll move pretty quickly. But if you say something over and over to yourself and reward yourself and with joy and shaking that ass and doing all that stuff, then what happens is you release something called dopamine into your system. It's mechanical, Billy. It really is. What that means is, is that your system is conditioning you to believe it and be it and act it. You know, a dear friend of mine is, is Forrest Whitaker. And Forrest is one of the most amazing actors I've ever had the privilege of working with. I've worked with him. I know. I've, I've oh, acted so you know, side by yeah. side with him. He is amazing. And one of the things that he told me, because I asked him earlier, I go, tell me what you do to get yourself in character. And he goes, well, he says, I've become that person. You know, he said, when I, I met him just before, and I was working with him just before last King of Scotland, which is where he won his Academy Award. And he said, I go into the village. I drink their milk. I talk to their children. I hold their animals. I do all of these things. I feel that earth. And all he's doing is fooling himself into believing that he is that person. The mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not when you vividly imagine it. And as artists, artists have a super huge, healthy dose of that in our psyche. The challenge is that because we're so sensitive, for lack of a better term, we're also sensitive to those other thoughts and other conversations that we have about ourselves. You know, actors, actresses, musicians, and, and artists are always the first in line at the self-beaters club convention, <laughs> you know, and right. <laughs> yeah. turn in your membership card, get it out. Uh, I was on set with Forrest and, you know, he already had the Oscar and here yep. I am guest starring on uh, his show, uh, Suspect Behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm face to face with him and I'm looking at him right in the eyes and he says to me, I'm a little nervous. I went, yeah. I went, what? You're nervous? Now, meanwhile, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> I got an Academy Award winning actor there, you know, mm -hmm. and camera's about to roll. And he says, I'm nervous. And he, that was the greatest gift that he gave me there because he freed me up because I was like, you, I got an Oscar and you're nervous. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm okay. It's okay for me. You know, I call it excitement. You know, it's excitement. You know, I don't, I don't like nervous. I think it's truly, you know, you're excited. You're going to do what you love to do. It's your passion. Your heart starts pounding a little faster. It's, it's telling for me, it's telling me you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Not only that, you, you hit the nail right on the head, man, because you called it something else. You labeled it something else. Your nervous system started to respond to that. Every word has the ability to change our biochemical makeup. So instead of calling it nervous, instead of calling it scared, you call it exciting. And because you call it that, then your nervous system releases the proper amount of, let's just call them chemicals, endorphins, dopamines, and, and adrenalines, and hormones that cause you to have a level of certainty about what you're going to do. You just said it. It freed you up. All freeing is a certainty that everything's going to be okay. doesn't matter. You know, here I got this Academy Award winner who's saying, he, that means if he's nervous, he's human, I'm human, I can do the same thing, you know, is going to be great. And that conversation unconsciously that you had with yourself is what pumped you full of everything that you needed to pull it off. 
I'm going to admit something. So before doing this interview, I had that energy going through my body, nervous, and I used exactly what I learned from you. I turned on some music in my studio. I pumped (laughs) it up. I put a smile on my face and I shake my ass Yeah, and I jumped around and I, and I let go of the, that noise because all it is is noise. And that's what I teach my actors all all the Mm -hmm. time is, you know, shake it out. You know, I do a warm up where everybody's got to move and they got to open up their voice and just shake and let it go because it's just noise. It's not who you are. You know, it's just noise. It's just a conversation. Come from here, come from your heart, come from your light, stand in your power, come into the room shining bright, not in here in your head. You know, when your head, you're dead. When your heart, you're smart. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, you have some awesome, I don't know, what would they call them? Josephisms? (laughs) 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 You know, get further, faster, acidude. Can you explain a couple of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorites is, as ye seek, so shall it find you. In other words, we've always heard, you know, it's a, it's a uh, proverb in the Bible that, that, you know, as you seek, ye shall find. And that's true, as you go looking for something. But I have this firm belief that whatever I'm looking for is looking for me as well. And remember, whatever I say to myself over and over again is going to become my belief. And there's three main beliefs. Beliefs about ourself, we call that identity. Beliefs about other people and beliefs about the world around us, situations and circumstances. And most of us, don't, A, we don't even know that, and then B, we certainly don't take control of it. And so what I encourage everybody to do is to take some time, I call that self-certainty, to take some time and work through. As a matter of fact, at the end of this, if you'll allow me to, I'll give a free gift to everybody about self-certainty, uh, that, you know, free that. charge, no strings attached. And so, yeah, astitude, let's talk about that. That is, um, again, I'm a scientist. My doctorate is, like I said, is in neuropsychology. But there was a healthy amount of biology and biological science that had to go into that uh, discipline, if you will. And so I don't do anything unless I can explain it. When I taught at UCLA, I taught to engineers. And I mean, these people were so smart, Billy. They were, they were 10 times smarter than me and they didn't let anything slide. So I had to make sure that every, you know, all my ducks were in a row and I could explain everything. And so science, and let's just say, let's say physiological science is this, that as we move our bodies, our bodies do these two main things. As we move our bodies, number one, our muscles release electricity. We call it energy. Our muscles are what are called piezoelectric cells. What that means is, is they generate electricity and output it, and they store electricity. They're both batteries and generators of electricity. We're all electrical beings. The higher the voltage that's going on inside of us, the more energy we're going to have. If it's directed towards the positive, the more excited we're going to be. If it's directed towards the negative, the more fearful we're going to be. And so what I found is this. Now, this is in combination with a couple of other things, pattern replacement and everything. What I found is this, is that when we move our muscles, it releases electricity that goes to our brain and tells us, what are we going to do with this based on what's coming into us? And again, if it's directed towards something positive, we will find an outlet to do that with. If it's negative, the opposite. But what I found is this, no matter what state that you're in, mindset, emotion, feeling that you're going through in that moment, and let's just use fear, for example, 
if you're afraid of something, if you got stage fright, if you're afraid that you're not going to be good enough, you know, let's use it, you know, in your field, in acting, you're going in for an audition and you're going through that, you know, why did I even do this? You know, blah, blah, you know, because, you know, we have those conversations. Most of us, when we're doing that, you know, if people are looking at me, we got a frown on their face or a scowl on our face or, or slumped over like this and our bodies are not moving, which means we're not releasing electricity. We're electrical beings. And so you said it before, as you, you know, you get people and you get loosen yourself up and things like that and warm up your voice and things like that. Radical body movements send out radical electricity. And so in that moment, whenever you're in it, now let me give you this example, Bill. You lost your train of thought. Yes. Yeah, all of us. And in psychology, we call that a pattern interrupt. You're in a pattern of thinking something and something happens that distracts you abruptly and no, you're no longer in that pattern of thought. So that's a pattern interrupt. You've been interrupted. Three things happen when that happens. Number one, you're no longer in that mindset. Number two, you're no longer in that focus. And then number three, you've created a scotoma, a blank spot in your brain. Because you're going, what was I thinking about? What, what the hell was I thinking about? I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, we all do. But what if you could use that on cue to get out of fear? Because what people don't recognize is when you're going, what the hell was I doing? That is the opportunity. It's a vacuum and your brain is going, give me something, give me something. And that's your opportunity to give it in. And so what I found back on Astitude is that all of us will agree that our attitude will determine you know, what we're going to do, how we're going to do, whether we're pessimistic, whether we're optimistic and things like that. That old saying about our attitude determines our altitude, right? So everybody agrees that our attitude needs to change when it's, you know, crappy. So I found that moving your body, all the things that I said, releases electricity, but there's a certain area on your body that when you move that area of your body, it affects everything immediately and radically. And that area is your ass. (laughs) <laughs> you know, your entire page. And, and I, you see me do it in the seminars, you know, 15,000 people. Get up and shake it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and when they shake their ass, they think it's fun and funny, but I know it's releasing electricity. I know it's releasing positive electricity. I know it's interrupting their pattern. And I know it's filling that hole with joy and laughter and excitement. And they're not scared. You know, you've seen it, Billy, you know, people who would never do anything like that. And I get them up there doing just the craziest things in the world. Now, there's a method to my madness in doing that. But still, they're not fearful in that moment. They're not worried about what other people think about them. They're not worried about their skill level. They just get up and do it. So that's why I call it the attitude. You know, shake that ass and do it. And what it does is it releases something that I call awesome sauce. (laughs) And awesome sauce are the chemicals, the dopamines, the adrenalines, the let's just call it hormones that make you feel good, that puts you in the zone. Endorphins, dopamines, you know, all of those things that your body releases. And you can do it on call. This is what most people don't recognize is that you have control over it. Move your body, direct your focus, say these things to yourself. I say, see it, say it, move it, prove it. You know, and that most of us are letting that, uh, given control of that to so many other things. And when you step in and take control, it ain't that hard. You know, life is much simpler than we've been led to believe. And so when you step in and start to take control of it, you start to recognize that, wait a minute, I can, I can move this. And then that's when life takes off. And that's when you go further, faster. <laughs> Love that. You know, there's something else you, when you write it, you invite it. I heard yes. you say that. And I, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah. It's more than uh, cliche. It's more than 
I think I made it up, but it's more than just a positive statement. And again, it's science that when we write, and I don't mean type, I mean literally write in a journal. Now, well, maybe, yeah, wrong sign. If you look, I'm in my library. And if you look at the very end there, those are journals. And there's about 100 of them there. And then there's another probably 50 of them in my other library in the back room here. And I share that with you because somebody taught me this years and years ago, that when you write, you are literally making your brain create new neural associations because your, your hand is physically doing this and it's causing you to be creative in that moment, to make that A, B, C or whatever you're doing. And you're literally, you're literally growing your brain as you do it. And from a cosmic side of it, you're literally causing whatever you're writing about to be excited, the neurons in that thing. Yes, this is getting scarily into the laws of attraction and all that stuff. Matter of fact, but I'm going to prove it to you in a second. You're causing that thing to vibrate and come towards you. And I'll prove it to you. I'll give you an example of that. And I actually have some props here I'm going to show you. I I wasn't expecting this. I was doing this to another group that I was talking to. I have a course that I call Magnetic Success. And it is all about bringing the situations and circumstances and even the material things into your life. Luck is manufactured. Remember that. It is manufactured. It's not just that, you know, you're a lucky person. It is certain things that you're doing that you may not be aware of that you're doing that cause things to happen in your favor. We're constantly in flux. And proof of it is, and the question to anybody listening, and I'll ask it to you as well. Have you ever been sitting in your car and you feel somebody looking at you and you look over and there they are looking at you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody. And the same thing, maybe you're sitting in your car and you see maybe an attractive person or an interesting person. You look at them, they feel you and they catch you looking at them. It happens to us all. Okay. Here's what's really going on. And I'm using human beings as an example, but it's synonymous with everything on the planet. Even thoughts, even situations, circumstances, material things. Yeah, I'm going to get a little cosmic on you, but you asked me on this show, okay? (laughs) Love it. Okay, and that is this. When you put your, and I'm going to use human beings as an example. When you put your attention and intention on somebody else, four very important things happen. Number one, your electromagnetic electricity energy grows. You can see it. Go on YouTube and look up Carillion Photography, and you'll see that we all have an energy field around us. All of us, anything electrical has energy emitting off of it. Your cell phone is constantly emitting electromagnetic energy. You don't believe me? Put it in the refrigerator. Dial another phone and put it in the refrigerator and close the door, and the phone that you dialed will ring because it's putting off electromagnetic energy, phone that you dialed it with. And then shut that one off and dial your phone inside there. It'll ring. So through the plastic, through the steel, all that stuff, it's absorbing that energy. So we all do that. Anything on everything on the planet has electromagnetic energy. That's what holds our, binds our cells together. It binds our, our molecules and atoms and things together. So when you put your attention and intention on somebody else, your electromagnetic energy grows. The second thing that happens is that thing, in this case, that person feels it. The third thing that happens is their electromagnetic energy grows automatically. The fourth thing that happens is you become connected and drawn towards each other. So it's as simple as that. 
When you want to go do something and you want to succeed at it, because when we put our attention on ourselves, which is what's fear, guess what? The opposite happens. You shrink, they shrink, and the connection gets less. Okay? So I'm going to give you an example of that. That's called magnetism versus the laws of attraction. Laws of attraction are only one thing. But I'm going to give you an example. This is a, a very powerful magnet that I have in my hand. Okay? And this is an ink pen. And this, the clip on the ink pen is steel. Now, obviously, that magnet will stick to that steel. But alone, this pen isn't doing anything. It's not attracting anything. As soon as I put a magnet next to it, boom, it's going to connect to it. But I have to be the magnet to make that happen, right? But what if this thing is not a magnet? What if I don't magnetize it? Yeah, I can move me fat towards it and make that connection. But my saying is, do you want what you want sooner rather than later? And the answer is always yes. That's called further faster. Watch this. I have a magnet and I have another magnet. But first off, listen to this. Now, if you guys can hear this, you're hearing just a little tick. And that's the steel clip hitting the magnet. But watch this and listen to this. <laughs> Two magnets means this magnet is pulling towards this magnet. They're both pulling at the same time. And when they get together, it's very hard to get together. And so what happens is this magnet senses and magnetizes the other magnet, and they're both putting off electromagnetic energy, and those four things happen that I said before. Boom. But watch this. I'm going to try and angle my camera down, and for those of you who are just listening, I'll explain to you what I'm doing. Okay, can you see? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So now, watch. So I'm on a table, and I'm putting the magnets next to each other. As soon as I get close, they are drawn to each other in the clip. But watch this. If I take this magnet and I turn it over, watch what happens. Could you see that? Yep. It's pushing it away. And I don't care how much you want and you chase it, you're going to continue to push it away. And so the point is this. How you magnetize yourself is through your own psychology and your emotion. It's always top down. As I think, so I feel. As I feel, so I do. As I do, so I have. And so you magnetize yourself and other things by your attention and intention focused on what you want while moving your body. And that is the Cliff Notes version of the laws of magnetism. And it works for everything, everything. Whether you want to go in for an audition, you know, when you walk into a room, people feel you and they sense you. Animals do it best. They can sense fear. They can sense apprehension. So you have that as well. Uh, human beings have that as well. We are just not, we have not rehearsed it. We haven't practiced it. So we're, some people are more in tune than others. But I say to everybody, you know, you deserve and can have any part that you want. You can do anything that you want as long as you go after it. The amount of people who fail is directly proportionate to the amount of people who give up. You're the master of your fate. I'm a manifester, you know, like I wanted yes. to be an actor. I came into Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket, a one-way ticket. You know, before I came out, I was sitting on my mother's couch watching a TV show called The Fall Guy. It was yeah. about Hollywood. I was like, I'm going to do that. I want to do that. Came out to Hollywood, found an agent. My very first audition was for The Fall Guy. Wow. The character's name was Billy. It was oh, a guest starring role. I walked in, I got the part, got Taff Hartley, got into Screen Actors. It's like I jumped into my television set. There I was, work movie majors and, yeah. you know, anything. You know, I wanted to build my studio. I built it. I manifested you. 
Well, there you have it. I'm telling you, I wrote down in my UPW book, I said, I want to work with Tony Robbins and Joseph McClendon. Wow. We are having a conversation. So everybody listening, do not take this lightly. You know, here's the one thing I'll say, because a lot of people say, well, I tried that, Joseph. You know, I tried writing it down. I tried doing my goals. I tried doing what Jim Carrey did, wrote myself a $10 million check and all those things. And it didn't work. And I said, yeah, we're missing one word. And they go, what? And I go, yet. You know, you know, everything always works out in the end. Everything. If it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. And what you just said, and I hope everybody paid attention to the level of certainty in Billy's voice as he was saying it. You said this, you go, I want to do that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. And that level of commitment convinced you that you can, but guess what it did to the universe out there? And you said earlier in this, in this conversation, you go, I'm a big manifester. You believe that about yourself. Because you said it, as we speak, so we feel, as we feel, so we do, as we do, so we have. And so the the challenge is, is most of us are speaking a bunch of bullshit to ourselves over and over again, and have for a long time, we've not interrupted that pattern. But there's hope for everybody, isn't there? (laughs) So you see all those books behind you. Yes. You know, you said Thinking Grow Rich was, you know, had a big impact in your life. What books would you recommend, you know, maybe top five books of all time that you would recommend for people to read? Not necessarily in this order, but I'll give you my top five. First one is Think and Grow Rich. If you've not read it, go get it. I'm not going to tell you much about it other than it has the secrets of successful people, not just riches, not just money. Rich is the richness of life. It has the secrets in it, and, and you go see, you read the book. But here's the important thing. Do the exercises in the book. Because, you know, my son came in the other day, and he goes, Dad, because I have another, you know, on the other side of this wall, there's probably another 300 books. There's a 1,000 in here right now. And you've but read them all? No, I haven't. I've read about 85%. The ones that I've not read, I say I've read about 85%, and then there's another probably 10% of that I will never read, quite honestly. There were books that were given to me that are just not my thing, quite honestly. I'm not into horror fiction type things. That's just not, that's me. I'm not putting it down. And then a certain percentage of these books I've written. You know, I've written six. What are your book titles? (laughs) So the first book I would encourage you to read is Think and Grow Rich. Second book is the book that was written with Think and Grow Rich. I have it right here, as a matter of fact, because oh, I'm rereading. Devil? Outwitting the Devil. Oh, I'm loving that book. It is amazing, Love isn't that it? that book. Yeah, it's, it's so now. I can't believe yeah. it was written back then. Yeah, it was written in 1938. It was written with Think and Grow Rich, but they didn't publish it because, and as you read it, you'll get it, because people would think, people of the day would think he's crazy. That's the second book. The third book is called Awesome Sauce. Yeah, Awesome Sauce. <laughs> Who was that and written it is, by? <laughs> yeah, it's written by this amazing guy, Joseph McClendon III. And it is the formula and the processes of producing the awesome sauce, the chemicals, endorphins, and dopamines inside our body. The next book is called Get Happy Now. Nice. Who wrote that? Yeah, the same guy. <laughs> this guy's prolific. Get Happy Now. And then the third book, as uh, noble as this is going to sound, is the Bible. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you have to believe it. I'm not saying that you have to be Christian, you have to be anything, but it's an amazing book. And it's like Think and Grow Rich, you know, as you read it, and you just take the, you take the Proverbs and, and everything that it says, just look at it as a story. 
You know, I'm not telling you, you got to believe it. You know, if you do, that's great. But if you read a little bit of that every day, because here's the trick, and here's the reason why I have so many books and why I always read so much is because it's what you put in that's going to come out. It truly is. If you're sitting around, you know, right now we're in this, this COVID pause in our momentum right now, and so many people are vegging out on, on YouTube and watching stuff they even would not normally watch, you know, and quite honestly, I'm not here, you know, I respect and I appreciate the craft of acting and everything, and you know as well as I do, there's a lot of stuff out there that is designed to keep you fearful. The media is designed to keep you fearful. So instead of doing that, put stuff in that makes you think, you know, that makes you go, okay, well, what about that? You know, that, that makes sense or that doesn't. And those are my top five picks. I have a new book that I'm, I just finished. Each of these books that I've written, I've got six of them. And each book takes me anywhere from nine months to longest one was two years. A, because I'm so busy and it's just an arduous, I don't want to say task, but it's a labor. I don't like to write, but it's in me. My, you know who Les Brown is? Yes. Yeah, Le, yeah, Les called me a few weeks ago, right as we went into quarantine two months ago. And he says, and he, and anyway, Les empowered me and inspired me to write another book. And um, it's done. I finished it about four days ago. You know, Congratulations. In less than a month and a half. While we did this thing with podcasting and everything, because I'm a firm believer, I don't practice theory. I don't teach theory. In other words, I'm not going to tell everybody else to get off your ass and do stuff and be productive if I'm not myself. And so I'm excited about that one. And that is really the five keys to magnificence. And I always say magnificence is magnifying the essence of who you are. So these are the steps, the processes to be able to do that. That's awesome. Can't wait to read them. Yeah. Yeah. They're on, uh, all of them are on Amazon, I believe now. Yeah. I'm going to ask a favor. Yeah. I want... Awesome sauce, autograph to me. <laughs> Consider it done. As a matter of fact, when we're off of this, shoot me your address and I'll get one out to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You know, thank you so much, Joseph. You know, you're dropping some serious truth bombs. <laughs> thank you. You know, and I think you're awesome. You know, what you're doing, what your, your journey, what you've accomplished, you know, where you came from and to where you're at now and how you impact lives. So many, many lives. You know, that inspires me. I look at you as a mentor. I want to, you know, that's why I'm doing this podcast. You know, this is outside my comfort zone. I'm not a, first off, I'm not a social, I'm not going to say that. I used to say I'm not a social media person or I don't do that. But, you know, my wife for Christmas, you know, she bought me, uh, you know, a Christmas present was a a course called Live Video Mastery. And I, yeah, yeah, Michelle, yeah. Yeah, but I looked at it, I was like, what? what is this? You know, that's what I was thinking. Well, nice Christmas present. But I took that course and it was transformational. Yeah, yeah. Because it Michelle got me outside amazing. my comfort. Michelle's amazing. And I, and I give her lots of props for, you know, I wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for her. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just been transformational to get outside my comfort zone. You know, for me, it was very mm-hmm. uncomfortable being me. I was never comfortable being me. That's why, you know, as you know, I had a rough childhood as a kid, you know, I wanted to be somebody else. So sure. as an actor, I got to become somebody else. Mm-hmm. But now with the podcast and going live, it's me. Yeah. So that, that heart starts to pound a little bit, you know, that, that excitement. excitement comes yeah. in. And now it's like, it's pretty friggin' cool. I like yeah. the excitement, you know, because once you get past that, it's like everything you want is outside your comfort zone. And Absolutely. You That's where all the growth, that's where everything is. Yeah. You know, so having to press that little blue courage button to go live or mm-hmm. having to press the little thing to go, okay, we're going to do a podcast now. 
it's been pretty amazing. So it's been a hell of a journey. And, and I'm really grateful that I got to meet you and watch you on stage and watch what you do. You know, it's been a blessing. And I'm very grateful, you know, my for pleasure, all that my you've, you've done. So I'm proud to have you as one of my, my first guests on the show. Well, you know, you. I, I truly believe that, you know, anybody who wants to go further, faster, you want to pick up Joseph McClendon's books. You want to follow him on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Well, as a matter of fact, I have a, a free, remember we talked before about self-certainty? Yes. Um, that's the key. I have something, a gift for everybody, free of charge, no strings attached. This is not leave your credit card. This is not, you know, 10 day trial or anything like that. It's yours. And it's something called the Self-Certainty Masterclass. It's a audio program with a workbook that you can download or you can listen to it on the platform that we have right there. And it will help you develop a level of certainty about yourself, other people, and the world around you that it will blow your way. Now, you got to do the work because I'm not, I'm not gonna, it's not just me motivating you. You know how I roll, Billy. I'm going to give you some things to do. So if you go to my Instagram, which is I am Joseph McClendon. I'll spell it for you. I A M <laughs> J O S E P H M C C L E N D O N at Instagram. And if you click on my the link below my profile, you'll see a bunch of I've, I've got a bunch of courses, but you just look for the one that says Self Certainty Masterclass. Click on it, it's yours. The only thing I ask you is that you do it, you get your results. And you pass the wisdom and the kindness and the love on to other people. You can pass the course on to other people or not, doesn't matter. But you become a mentor. You, from what you get with this, because your conversation with other people changes their lives. And so please take it, take it in my gift to you. And, you know, I'll say this, Billy, we're in some crazy times right now. And this too shall pass. It will. Amen. And at the end of it, when it's a year from now, two years from now, you're going to be asking one of two questions, everybody. The first question would be, what did I do that I'm glad I did back there in 2020 when all this stuff was going on? It helped me help other people, serve other people, help me grow. And that's the reason why I'm thriving now. Or you're going to ask, what do I wish I would have done? And so the way to never have to ask that second question is to be proactive and do something about it now. And now, most of us have more time on our hands. Most of us have more opportunity to learn. So what I encourage people to do is to, you know, turn off the news, dedicate some time, even if it's just an hour a day, to growing yourself, growing your psychology, growing your mindset, growing your body, and all those things. And it will pay off exponentially, 10, 20, 50x. And so lastly, I'll say this, Billy. First off, thank you. Thank you so much. You're, you're helping me with my life's work in doing this. And lastly, I'll say for everybody is just remember this, that life is exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune favors the bold. And so the trick to life is, is to boldly dare, step up and dare to make your, your life magnificent. Dare to do something different than the average person. Dare to step outside. And, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of people that are on this call are are in the entertainment field, and you got more courage than, than most people. You're welcoming the number one fear of human beings, which is the fear of being rejected. And so I encourage you to, to continue to step up and, and you be that beacon of possibility for other people. 
Thank you so much, Joseph. From the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful. Thank you for this beautiful gift. My pleasure. It's been an honor. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. And I'll see you at the top. Okay. Stay safe. Stay healthy. God bless. You as well. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.